The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 138, recorded March 31st. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the KyberCast team. The other half joining me tonight is... Michael Diaz, the larger half. That's right. Hey, but not as large as I was a few weeks ago. Still well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. My pants are starting to fall off. That's, I, that's not good. I don't need to see that. No, no, not like... That. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't have a scale. Well, at least not one with batteries in it right now. I should probably fix that but i know i'm losing weight so that's a good thing good as long as you're feeling better i try not to like think about my weight as much as like do i feel better oh, i didn't tell you it's not that i'm <laughs> okay uh i'm a diabetic now oh are you yeah oh man i'm sorry do you have to like like with uh pure like injections now no 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 no, no. my so doctor's you... convinced i can get it back where it needs to be just if i get off my ass and lose some weight and change my diet so yeah Tomorrow is four weeks, and I've been on a low-carb diet. So, Good. Good, good, good. Eat more vegetables, too. I am. I mean, as much plant-based as you can. I am. In fact, uh, I know that people don't you know, log in and listen to us to talk to about, hear me talk about food, but I, I try my hardest to not eat meat until dinner. Breakfast and lunch are, and are plant-based. Cool. Yeah, not always plant, like uh, sometimes some yogurt or something. That's all right. I mean, you know, I'm just eat better food. Eat. I am. Yeah, there you go. I eat a lot of, well, not a lot, but like when I'm craving like a burger or something, I eat one of those Morningstar Farms Grillers Prime. Yeah. They're actually pretty good. Just get a Beyond Burger. It's a billion times better than that stuff. Beyond's better than that? Oh, my God. Beyond or Impossible. You you, you won't even know. Well, you'll that know, good. but you'll be like, it's, it's really good. Impossible Burgers. Well, if you're going to grill... Beyond Burger. This is a little vegan tip for anybody out there because I'm vegan. I'll be three years this May. Uh, on the grill, Beyond Burger. On uh, if you're gonna fry it, or like on a frying pan or like that, or, or on your stove or whatever, then Impossible. See, these are good things to know. Yeah, you'll. You see, you'll be kid, surprised. this is what happens when you get old and you see you can't. Your cholesterol's awful, or your blood sugar's awful. Right. Or well, I don't remember what your issues were, but uh, I got all kind of issues. Well, <laughs> that's, leave it at that's that. clear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very clear. All right, let's jump into the news this week. Uh, the biggest news that uh, came out today is that the Obi Wan show Kenobi is now being pushed back, but only two days to March twenty seventh, and they're going to give us two episodes. So I, I, I'm, we, we were saying, I'm, I'm sure this has something to do with celebration because it's, it's the same time a celebration starts May 25th and goes through that weekend. So maybe there's something else going on. But uh, Yeah, it makes me wonder because it wasn't the 25th, the original uh, release of Star Wars. Yeah, but maybe they're so, doing something else that we don't know about yet. Yeah, I wonder because there has to be a reason because Disney made a huge deal about the fact that uh, they switched from their Friday releases to Wednesday mm-hmm. because more people watched. 
Maybe. Well, that that's what they you know when they decided. That's what they to said, do. yeah. But maybe yeah. data came back differently now. Who knows? Or maybe they're thinking this is a big enough event people will watch, especially if we do two episodes, which I'm all for. But then also, a part of me is like, well, after Friday night, all I've already seen a third of the series. I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't need two episodes. I'd rather just linger a little bit because now we're only going to have four weeks after that. I'm like, oh. Exactly. Okay, so we're on the same page there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're, well, they're rumored to be an hour apiece, so it's almost like watching a movie. I'm down. I'm down. Because, you know, I know we don't cover it on this show, but, like, uh, we just watched the fourth season of uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Mm-hmm. And they released two episodes a week. And so in four weeks, the season was over. I was like, that's it? The season's done? That's what sucks. Right. I know. I Don't get me wrong. There's times where I want to binge. But with Star Wars, I really kind of do. Even Star Trek. I like Marvel, all of them. Yeah. I like, I like being able to chew on the episode and think about it. Yeah, 100%. Even, even though, okay, so Ozark, again, not a show we cover. Um, I try not to watch more than an episode. Number one, I can't handle it because they're too intense. But number two, there's so much going on, you kind of need to take that day to chew on it at least, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would like to t- take the time to savor Obi-Wan. Now, instead of you know coming out over six weeks, it's only going to be five weeks. But still. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully, I um, I don't think there's something wrong with the show. I don't think it's that. No, like, no, there's no, something no. else going on. Uh, I think because of of Star Wars Celebration, we'll we'll see. There's there's a lot coming up. Um, second piece of news: if you head over to Rotten Tomatoes, it doesn't look like more. Don't you give me shit for that? Oh, I don't. But it doesn't look like it's doing very well. I mean, I check them, but I don't care. Right. It's yeah, not going to stop me from seeing it, as it might stop you. Well, Paying it's not at the stopping theater. me. I was not really thinking of seeing this movie anyway. But. Yeah, but in general, you're like, uh, if it's this, I won't see the theater. I'll wait. But, you know, it's at a hefty 16%. 16? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I didn't look. That's, I'm sorry. That's horrible. Well, I'm not sure this is better. You have to tell me. That's That 16% is the... Critic score. The audience score is at sixty-two percent. That's a pretty big difference. That is a pretty big difference. But how? Here's the thing. It's coming out tomorrow, so the most of the people that have seen it are critics at this point. I'm. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if Sunday night, or even Monday morning, the audience score is probably lower. Right. I guess the, the biggest knock is that it feels a little more like a 90s superhero movie than something of today. There were some decent 90s movies. I mean, Blade was awesome, but not most of them. Well, the X-Men were good. Wasn't, was that 90s? Did that, did that like really just, didn't that just the first X-Men? 2000? I don't know. I thought X-Men was a 90 movie. Look it up. I will. X-Men film series. 2000. You're right. The first one was 2000. There you go. But it feels like it feels like a 90s movie. Well, I'm looking Well, it was now. released in 2000. It was probably filmed in 99. Well, of course, of course. Okay. So still 2000 film though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see the audience score. Did you say 66%? 61. Well, 62. It's gone up already. 62, okay. It's currently yeah. at 69%. So it's gone up. Oh, since I really? I'm on the site right now. 
Oh, yeah, it did. It jumped. Wow. Now, that said, I wasn't... Here's the deal. I wasn't super excited for this film anyway. Nothing in the trailers really did it for me. So it would have had to take a pretty impressive, like, word of mouth. And I'm not thinking that's going to happen. You, are you still going to go see it this weekend? Yeah, I'm hoping Michelle and I go see it tomorrow night. Well, good for you. And I, I am eager to hear what you have to say. I'll, I'll, uh, since, so little quick news for everyone. Michael's going to be on vacation next week, so we won't be recording. But if more base is really bad, maybe I'll do like a 10 minute and throw it up there. <laughs> and you Michael, can, and Michael, can, Michael can listen to it uh, on his way to, to his vacation spot. You should grab Rudy. Rudy likes all that geek stuff. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll take a break. I mean, I took a break before, but we'll see. We'll see. It's our podcast. I don't, you know. I like oh, you're very sweet, Joe. But yeah. I, I understand, you know, life happens. If we want to get an episode out, go for it. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I won't take offense. I know. I know where your heart lies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't lie with video games because E3 has been canceled again this year. That surprises me. Yeah, that's the other part. Now they're thinking now it's done, done. But that was a like, pretty big. That was a pretty big show. Like I, I remember there was a what was the um there was like a cable TV sh- uh, TV network that was all was it was it G four or something yep. like that and they used to cover and I'd watch it. The show because yeah. I can't I, mean, I can never go to the show but it was always it was nice to see like oh check this video game on here's the here's the announcements by Xbox and here's the Nintendo announcement like those were fun like I'm surprised that it's going away I mean video games are I guess arguably one of the most profitable and or biggest entertainment going today right I mean that's what most people are spending their money on oh yeah I mean you know. Mainstream uh, press and news is always talking about blockbuster movies, but you're not seeing on the nightly news, you know, COD has made, you know, a billion dollars this year. Right. But they do. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's it's kind of a bummer. It is. Uh, You know, I I almost wonder because I know Microsoft, don't they have their own event now? And Sony, they're so huge and they own everything. Yeah, everybody's trying to do their own, right? And then yeah, Mario, like how, Mario's Mario Day is March tenth. Oh yeah, that's right. I they didn't do nothing much this year; just a couple emails. But they had some uh, Mario games on quote on sale on sale, right? But they were digital, and I actually saw better prices over Christmas for physical right. copies. It depends. Like, if there's a game like Mario Kart, and like you have kids with accounts. So your account is on each of their switches. Right. I can see going digital because then they can both download it and play it, right? Because they're mm-hmm. both connected to your account. But right. Other than that, most of those Mario games, I like the physical copies. That way I've got a backup. But also if I decide to sell it, I can. Right. But anyway, kind of sucks that E3. I've never been, but I I don't think I watched as much as you. Um, but of course I paid attention because... There's always good news. You might find out about another game. I'm not a hardcore gamer, but it was always no, interesting me either. to find out what came out. Sometimes they'll have the people, like the artists on there, and they'll have like how they made it. And that yeah. kind of stuff's just fun to watch. I like the, it's the, the crafting of things is always something I'll watch. It's really in my, uh, in my blood. Um, all right. Well, let's look. The Academy Awards happened over the weekend. Um, I can't remember. Did, did you watch them, Michael? You did or did not? I did. You did. That's right. We, I mean, we did talk about it. Um, I, I, look, we're not going to go into the 
big into the slap thing. That's yeah. I don't want to prove you. That's what I'm talking about. Um, well, anything you know? What 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 kind of upset me? <laughs> not upset me, but questioned. Like Dune took a lot of awards back home. Like yeah. for any kind of craft of that film, it won the award. But somehow the director didn't get. <laughs> even nominated and it was nominated for best picture too. And it's like, how do you get all these things? It's just crazy. Yeah. I I a hundred percent agree with you now. Not that I've seen every movie that was nominated for best picture. I haven't even seen Coda, but I have Apple, you know, TV plus. So I will watch it at some point. I liked, I tried, I've heard, I'm, I'm assuming it's good, you know, just because, you know, won an Academy award. I try to watch all the nominees and winners at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm right there with you. How does a movie, again, I'm not saying Dune was the best movie I saw last year. Maybe right. well, maybe it was. But I didn't see everything. And I also, I realize I'm biased. It's a sci-fi film. Of course I'm going to be into that. Right. But I agree with you 100%. How do you win, basically, all the all the technical Academy Awards, even cinematography? I mean, it looks great. It sounds great. The special edited. effects are great. Editing is great. Everything about this movie is great, except the director. How does that work? Yeah, I don't know. Well, even the director wasn't, uh, the, the show, the movie that won, the director wasn't even nominated. You know, but, okay, that does happen from time to time. Well, they'll split it. You know, one movie gets it. Bullshit, though. Well, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying they shouldn't win. They should have to win, but they should be nominated. At, at, yes, at least that. I, I 100% agree. Denis Villeneuve, if I'm saying his name right, uh, should at least have been nominated. That's it. Again, how do you? How is the movie? You know, everything technically perfect or fantastic, at least enough to win an Oscar, but somehow his directing isn't. Come on, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't play. It was a terrible award show. <laughs> it was boring. <laughs> I thought. Um... That was okay. I mean, but that show shouldn't be okay. Like, figure it out. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It needs it needs better. It needs better than what it's been getting over the last five it years. A slap in the face. <laughs> it was a slap in the face to all of us. <sighs> nice. Um, yeah, we'll let that go. Yes, we will. All right. Um, let's jump into our geek this week. So, my geek this week, Michael. You could see it on the on the. Uh, the rundown. Um, so I couldn't talk about this, but I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, but it was under embargo and I couldn't do it uh, for my work, for what my job. I work for the Wolverine Boot Company and the uh, creative director for marketing. And we just had a collaboration with Halo and we launched a boot on the 29th, two days ago. So I couldn't talk about it, um, but it, to me, it was such a great project to work on. We sold out the boot in less than 10 seconds online. That's crazy. Now the boot was a special boot. It was a master chief boot. We had 117 of them. Um, so it was, it's a very much a collector's boot. Uh, stay tuned for news. I can't say anything more about the future, but you know, stay tuned for that. At the end of the day, it was such a fun project to work with because I got to talk to people at Microsoft very, um, throughout the process and i can't tell you how cool they were just so great to work with um fairly not not intimidated but you just know when people are working on such big properties 
you know, it's like an, it's like a, it's not Lucasfilm, but it's, it's up there. And these people are so cool to work with and their team from a pro- our product team worked with their product team and they were so great to go back and forth. It was a true collaboration without people just putting logos on things. Like we just, it was such a great project. Um, but that was my geek this week. And if you, if you want, you can check it out. Um, you know, this is not sponsored. It's, it's, but it is my work. If you go to Wolverine.com slash halo, um, you can see what the boot looks like. Uh, it's a very, very fun project to work on. I saw it even posted on LinkedIn. Now I think I did. You not not just you had posted it though. I saw oh. <laughs> like the Wolverine um, account on LinkedIn had posted on it. Yeah, and you can if you go to TikTok, you can see some sweet openings, like people opening their box because this is totally different. There's some really cool social stuff out there. So people um, got them already too. Well, we had some seated. We had, we you know the some of the the main stars got the sh- got the boots too um, from the TV show, uh, and a few other people that you'll see down the road. That's awesome. It was That's it was so cool. it, it was an awesome project. It was just um, I I can't like I said I can't say enough about the the Microsoft team that we worked with. Uh, they were so great to to work with, and it's you know it's one of these projects that come along not very often, so. Um, and it says no bearing on because why I like the TV show, by the way, I still tell you what I think. Um, <laughs> I want to be clear to that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. fun, fun. Awesome. Go check it out. What about you? Well, my geek this week was not nearly as cool. Uh, I just, uh, the other day I was working and, uh, kind of like you, uh, I don't get to do it often because, uh, Usually, Shaley and I both work from home, and she's usually in meetings like 24-7. Yeah. But it just so happened the other day, she had to leave for an off-site meeting. So I'm working, and just, you know, I like to throw, I just like to have noise or something going on in the background, whether it's radio or what. But this week, uh, because she was gone, I was like, you know what? I threw on 28 Days Later. I, I've i seen that movie countless times. It's like 20 years old at this point. I can't believe it's that old. <laughs> um, it doesn't. Now, the way they filmed it on, you know, handheld cameras for the most part, you know, handheld yep. cameras from 20 years ago. Yeah, right. It it looks rough. But the, that's Blair Witch, the Blair Witch Project effect? Not quite that bad. But, I mean, in HD, I mean, it doesn't look great. But that's, that's, that's the look that Danny Boyle was going for, and he got it. So, so with all that said, I just had a hand, you know, playing in the background and didn't pay super close attention to it because I was working, but every once in a while I just take a minute to look at it and go, man, this movie holds up. It is just so well constructed. It, it, it's not a big movie. There are special effects in it, yes, but it's it's a really human story, horror story. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure you've seen it. You know, I did. Movie. It's been a while, but I have seen it, yes. I just want to say I loved it and it holds up. It's one of my, it's probably in my top 20 movies of all time. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Love it. And then uh, last but not least, uh, got back into reading some manga. So I'm on volume four of Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh, reading those on my tablet. I bought. I think I mentioned it. I bought them in a Humble Bundle months ago. So I have mm-hmm. all, what, like 20 some odd volumes or whatever it is. 28 maybe. So it's going to take me a while. I'm going on vacation here, so i got plenty of time to read, so. Just rereading Lone Wolf and Cub once again is so good. Cool. 
I will say, uh, since we're not going to talk Halo today, because Michael did not see the second episode yet. I don't know. Are you going to watch the rest? Am I just going to do the reviews on my own now? Or no, no, no. You... Oh, okay. I, I plan on watching them. Okay. It's just, uh, you couldn't get to it today. Couldn't, couldn't get, get to it today, unfortunately. Um, I will say that, you know, after we re- uh, uh, reviewed the first episode, we were worried that it might be another lone wolf and cub. Oh, yeah. he, picked, he picked it. It's not. Good. So, um, yeah, I'll just leave. I don't want to give you a spoiler, but it's definitely not going to be that because you'll, you'll see, which is good. It's like, cause I was, I had the same concern, you know, um, I quite liked episode two, but we'll talk about that when, when you get, did to you it. like it more than episode one? I liked it the same cause it, it, it was more of the lull after and you got to l- learn a bit about characters and background and some other people's, um, uh, motivations for things. So yeah, it was, I, I did like it. I, I think, I, I just think that it's really, you know, the effects are better than you think. I just watch it. I'm like, how did Michael see the bad? I just don't see the bad, but to me, it's very good. Maybe it's, maybe it is slightly video game ish, but since we watch it, it feels like a video game because it comes from a video game, but there's some, I thought it was done pretty well, but anyways, you'll see when we'll get your review on that. Uh, before we jump into our main topics though, if you would like to help out the show monetarily, check out our Patreon uh, page at patreon.com slash kybercast and you can throw us a, a few tips there if you would like um, Pretty, it helps the show you know pay for itself if you really want to help us so check us out again at patreon.com slash kybercast alright Michael let's jump into our main topics this week uh, we'll do Picard episode 4 I did watch episode 5 today Michael couldn't get to it um so we'll let Michael talk about episode four. I won't talk five, but I may just just say a few things before Michael watches it. Well, before we get too deep in episode four, I think we mentioned this last week. And uh, there is actually a little video of it on uh, YouTube that Paramount Plus put out. I, I, I know I said it last week and was tickled to find out that Leah Thompson of mm-hmm. well, many, many films, Howard the Duck being one of them, that's a terrible movie to out of her revoir. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that movie. Um, George Lucas directed. Franchise. How about that? Yeah. Uh, amongst many, 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 many other films. Um, Red Dawn, hello. For a while. Yeah, Red Dawn, yeah. What was the other one? Caroline in the City? That was the other uh, yep. sitcom she was on for a while. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, tickled to find out she was the director of episodes three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed. She's in episode five. Shut up, for real? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm excited about that. Um, and the episode five is is directed by Jonathan, what's his name? Frakes. Frakes. Freaks? Frakes? Frakes? Frakes. Frakes. <laughs> He's the director. I like Frakes. I think he did a couple episodes, uh, episode one, or season one. Yeah. Uh, he also did one of the probably the best next generation movie, which is first contact. He directed that as well. Hmm. Um, so I'm sorry, kind of getting off base, but, uh, so episode four, it's all about Picard trying to find whoever this watcher is. Mm-hmm. And well, let's uh, spoilers. <laughs> it's always going to be a lot of spoilers here. Um, surprise, surprise. He finds, well, maybe not the watcher, but a way to find the watcher. And that's in the guise of Guinan at 10 Forward. Mm-hmm. 10 Forward Street. She's not the Watcher. 
She's not, but he she points him in the right direction. Right. It made me wonder though, what is she doing on Earth? Uh, I, I get that her race is super long lived, um, but I I don't know. I, I it was cool to see a younger Guinan, but part of me is like, why why is she on Earth? Right. What, what's the deal here? Now, I haven't read all the novels. I don't know all of her backstory, but my understanding was. Uh, she was a refugee from her planet that was um, her planet was destroyed by the Borg and her race of the Aurelians I'm going to buck it up Um, she was actually on one of the ships um, that got hit by uh, that weird space anomaly at the end of uh, or at the beginning of Star Trek Generations that supposedly killed Captain Kirk Mm -hmm. it was her and you know the McDowell so, I guess my question is, how the hell did she get to Earth? Why was she on Earth? You know? it's really good questions. There's a lot of stuff in this show, especially episode five, where a lot of lucky thing, not lucky, just like easy happenstances. How's that? Hmm. It makes me go, hmm. Well, I mean. A lot of serendipity going on. Well, I'm not giving away. Let's just say that there's a an old rifle on a fireplace, like any other novel. Somehow it's usable with bullets in it. <laughs> like what? Uh, okay. <laughs> Why? Has, has someone been maintaining that rifle? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, um, sometimes there's that suspension of dis- disbelief. I know, like, but uh, we're past that kind of write, that writing now. Oh, exactly. I mean, I expect that, like in Red Notice, that movie with Ryan Reynolds and The Rock and right. Gal Gadot. I mean, I'm sorry, they find, I, we're going down a little tangent here, but they find this trove of Nazi weapons that's, what, 80 years old at this yeah. point? Yeah. And they just jump in a car and start it up and go? Yeah. yeah. Uh, those tires are still inflated. Why? Yeah, right. Right. They're rubber. They could be pure rubber, but right. hard rubber. Oh, I'm, oh, sorry, but they just pick up some uh, German, uh, some semi-automatic uh, guns. And they, they work great. They've been oiled and they've been sitting there. Right, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. I expect that kind of, well, let's face it, idiot writing. Cause it's a, it's a dumb action movie. I expect that kind of dumb right. writing. Right. I expect a little bit smarter from Star Trek. Yeah. Maybe that's my bad. No, I, I agree with you. If it's, it's, it's the intellectual side of sci-fi. I mean, that's where Star Trek lives. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, it's, pl- supposed to live. it's it's a plausible future is what I mean. Don't get me wrong. It sounds like I hated this episode. I didn't. I, I still enjoyed it because what makes it so Star Trek is, you know, Gene Roddenberry had always wanted Star Trek to be a mirror held up to current society. I mean, I, I don't remember the races because I'm not that great of a Trekkie, but there's that one episode where you've got, you know, the enterprises there to kind of, um, uh, negotiate a peace between two races where one guy ha- half of his face is black the other half is white and one is teaching is treating the other as inferior and they're like what are you talking about uh, you guys are exactly the same no 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 my my criticism of the show though is that they're really putting it like right up in your face issues in a way that is more propaganda like than part of the story and even in episode five, there's um, the subject of mental health comes up and it's like a PSA announcement the way it's written. Really? 
Yeah, and just like this, the, these show the show feels like PSA, and it was like the ICE and the police, and it's like it just it's very much it's just not it's written with an extreme, an extreme, but it's written with a point of view and not as happenstance. My opinion. You know, obviously I can't speak to episode five because I haven't seen it yet. It's a little line. It's just, it, it's, it's not a big deal, but I'm watching like, this is not the way people talk about this particular issue. It's a PSA. The way it's talked about is it's as if it were a commercial or a PSA announcement. Well, I mean, to your point in episode four, Rios is in an ice uh, detention facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor is obviously going to be let out at some time, at some point in time, because she is a U.S. U.S. citizen. Right. Uh, Rios clearly does not have any identification showing him as a U.S. citizen because right. number one, U.S. I don't even know exists in the Federation, but even if it did, he doesn't have that identification. So he's going to get booted like any other alien, you know. And the ice guard, I mean, again, almost like. He, I'm surprised he didn't have a big mustache to twirl. Yeah. Because he's not a character. He's a caricature. Right. Think how much stronger the writing would have been if that guy was just doing his job. It made it sound like this is my job. I mean, this is what we're supposed to do. This is our law. Right. And not be like, get in there, you dumb. Sp-. You know, it's like, come on. Can you be smarter than that? I, I agree. That is not particularly smart writing. If it has to smack you and hit you in the face with it. It's maybe a little bit overboard. I mean, again, I don't work with or in you know experience uh, ICE agents in any way, shape, or form. Right. A friend of mine is friends with one. Uh, he seems to be a pretty good guy. But you know, yeah, are there going to be uh, racist, vindictive ICE agents? I don't. I don't doubt that there are. There's racist and vindictive exactly. coffee. Coffee. Exactly you know, pourers at Starbucks somewhere, you know, exactly. it's just, they're all over. I mean, exactly. why, why, That's why choose point. the stereotype when this show is trying to show it be a bigger show? I guess if you're going to be bigger than that, then, then write smarter, you know? Right. I think that whole scene would have probably been, I don't know, unless there's a reason that we haven't seen yet, why right. that guy was just an asshole to him. To Rios I'm talking about. I think it would have been a much stronger scene if maybe, you know what? The uh, ice guard was just completely indifferent. Right. Exactly. I'm like, doing my job. Robotic. Like, I have to do my job. This is my job. Exactly. He doesn't have to, you know, relish in it like the guard does with that we saw yes. on the surfboard. But he can be like, you know what? You know, at this point, he's probably seen hundreds, if not thousands of people come through. He's probably detached. Right. He doesn't give a shit. Right. You know, just whether or not what his opinion is on everything, he's probably done some kind of disassociation from the whole thing and is just right. numb while he's at work. Right. I think that would have been more powerful. So anyway, the whole episode is basically that showing Rios getting ready to get deported and then uh, Picard searching for the watcher who he finds. But I was a little surprised by who the watcher was, or at least in the, the body of who right. the watcher was in. You're going to hit on something that I'm going to talk about. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I can't remember her name, but oh, <laughs> um, I just had it too. But the uh, the the Romulan woman, Laris. Thank you, Laris. Uh, this is the you know the Romulan woman who in episode one of season right. two 
who well, who also lived with him. She's a refugee and has lived with him ever since the destruction of Romulus. Right. Uh, she basically professed her love for him, and then, boom, in the past, he runs into her. Right. Which is possible. Is it? Romulans are long-lived, like Vulcans. Well, she's not a Romulan here. She has no Romulan ears. She has human ears. That's what I thought, too. I was like, but she could be disguised. She's the, yeah. Romulans have done stuff like that in the past. Maybe, but I don't think so here. You'll find out why. Okay, so I'm already going down the wrong path. Well, maybe down. I mean, I don't think so. This, this, you'll, you'll see who that person is. I mean, what they're playing. So you, you've hit on something that is bothering me on the show is that like they're finding ways to bring people in the actors that are in the future into this past just because they have the actors. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's, it seems a little bit too convenient. Well, we saw in the, I don't, well, I, I don't want to say anymore because it's, it's episode five. There's a couple people that come in the episode that, um, are from, you know, actors that are, that, that played other characters or whatever in the future and that kind of thing. Really? Yeah. It's like, really? You're just going to do that now? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I, I get they're probably trying to keep it low budget. I mean, hello, they're back in what, 2024 right now? <laughs> yeah, it's really low budget. <laughs> but you know what? But that's the thing, okay? Um, If the story's good, and I know it sounds like I'm taking a page out of your book, but if the story's good, the budget shouldn't matter. Like, uh, I think the story got better in episode five. Good. Not, I'm not gonna say that. I just think just, I just have other my my problems with it are what I said. It feels that it's very agenda driven writing. You know, right. um, because it's not written very well. Let's say you know it's it's just written clump. It's just written quickly. Um, but there's there's definitely you know the story's moving in an interesting direction. I think possibly. Right, but if it's like I said, it's a little heavy-handed. Now, I've spent this whole time talking about these, you know, critiques we have of it. Mm-hmm. That said, as a whole, I'm enjoying the series. In fact, I'm enjoying it much more than season one for me. I don't know yet. I mean, I liked season one to That's the good. end. I liked season one, but it was slow, and it was something we mentioned even then. Mm-hmm. When we were reviewing season one, it's, it's slow. It's not, but again, I said this last week and I'll, and I'll try not to keep saying it, but yes, we do have the benefit of, we finally got the cast all together in season one towards the end. Now we can hit the ground running. So yep. there are shortcuts. There all are. in all, I liked see uh, episode four. Um, but I, I, of course I have my critiques, right? Well, it'll be interesting when you read, when you read, when you watch uh, episode five. All right. It'll probably happen, unfortunately, after this, well, obviously after this podcast, but probably soon after. Right. Right. Well, you can leave thoughts, if you know, on online or something if you want, but we, we'll talk about it when you get back. Yep. All right. Let's move. Are we good? Anything else on Picard? I think we're good on Picard. All right. Let's talk uh, Moon Knight dropped Wednesday night. I watched it like at 11 o'clock by the time I got a chance to watch it. Um, so I watched it again this morning in case I dozed off and didn't know about it, which I didn't. But <laughs> you never know sometimes when I'm watching that late, like if you miss two seconds. Right. Um, so my quick take is 
wow, what a quick roller coaster. What an episode. Like, I don't even, I still don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> There's so much happening here that I don't know, but it was a, uh, a championship in editing, put it that way. A hundred percent there. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, interesting characters. You don't quite know who anybody is yet. Um, the, the person that I kind of guess I know the most is Ethan Hawke's character. At least I, you know, he seems like the villain, um, but a cult leader, like I know where he's coming from, but I don't know where, I don't know much about the main Moon Knight character, you know, about Steven or, or, uh, what was it? Steven or Mark Mark Spector. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'll see right off the bat. They're, they're, they're using the basis of Moon Knight, but here's the thing. Um, they get, there's 40 years of history, 40 plus years of history when it comes to Moon Knight. Right. And they're picking and choosing the parts of his origin that they like. That's okay. I mean, that's, I mean, nope. I mean, this, they've, they've got to build a character that, let's say, only hardcore comic geeks like. That you know the the main you know the 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 normals or whatever even I I've never heard of them until the show was coming out. Moon Knight. Yeah. Well, I, I fully admit, as much as I love the character, I I, I fully recognize he's like a D D list hero. Right. So they got to like craft the best show they can, regardless of how many iterations of Moon Knight there were. Well, that's the thing too, because he's not a name. Like he's not Iron Man. He's not Captain America. He's not even Thor. Um, when you have a character like that, you can make massive wholesale changes to the character if you want, because not a lot of people are reading it anyway, right? Right. So you can you can have an origin story from the late seventies, but then you can also retell it in a way and give it, you know, tweak it however you want, add whatever you want, and that's what they've that's what they've done a few times in the comics now, and they're taking bits and pieces of that and amalgamating it into this story and i don't hate it in fact that, that sounds like i'm negative i'm not negative um did you overall like i like the first episode a lot i, I just don't it. know what's happening <laughs> i liked it uh i mean for so moon knight is near and dear to my heart so i think i get a taste of what like how you feel anytime you watch any star, star wars, wars. <laughs> where i'm like oh my god like please don't be bad just don't, right, please right. don't be bad right um, that said, if any episode ever in any of the Marvel series that have come out to date felt like the most issue first felt the most like a first issue of a comic book, this is it. Yeah, totally agree. It's just like jumped right in. You don't know, you know, a lot of cuts and things. And I got to tell you, Oscar Isaac's killing it in this. He's great. And now I don't know if I love his English accent, but well, you're not supposed like it could be all, it's off. Like he doesn't. It's a character, right? Like he does. It's a Right. A personality, so. But uh, other than that, I mean, the way the episode ends, I mean, I don't know if we're going to jump to the end or not. I'll, we'll wait. We'll wait on that. We'll wait yeah. On that. So, yeah. So Moon Knight, we, we start off with Stephen Grant, uh, a mousy British man. Now, he's not mousy because he's British, but he just seems like a, doesn't seem to stick up for himself very much. I mean, even when you see him anytime anyone calls him a name, they get his name wrong, and he so meekly just tries to say, "Name Stephen." Well, it's kind of like the Office Space guy. It's my stapler. With the... <laughs> oh, with uh, is it Marvin or Melvin? Whatever Mel- his name. Yeah, yeah. And that's how he is, and 
but at the same time, some of it is deserved in the fact that, you know, he shows up late all the time. And I mean, he doesn't have a great job. He works in the gift shop. And I see that he has aspirations to be a, you know, a tour, tour guide. guide, right? Which, but that's it. That's his aspiration to be a tour guide. Maybe that's good enough. He's, he definitely knows his stuff. Right. You know, that, that scene with the little girl where he talks about, you know, yeah, you know, how the mummies were made and stuff. That was good. It shows his knowledge. I, I love it when a show shows you instead of tells you. Right. And it was even, I mean, even when you saw in his apartment, he's got all those things, all those, you know. What's with the sand on the floor? Oh. So, um, I don't know if that's a throwback to Egypt or, um, he obviously has some, he, he perceives it as sleepwalking issues. Right. You know, obviously us, the audience knows, uh, he's got some kind of, uh, dissociative disorder. Yeah. Disassociative identity disorder. He's or as many people call it, multiple personalities. Um, so when he thinks he's asleep, he's actually someone else. And you see that he tapes himself in. Yep. He changed himself. He changed him. He changes. Chains. chains. There we yep. go. Got it there. Chains himself up. I think the sand is, because uh, it, it easily captures footprints, and you can see if, did I get out last night? Oh, gotcha. I mean, that's my guess. I don't know that. But the fact that, you know, he's also somehow powered by, you know, Khonshu, this Egyptian god, I, I wonder if there's some kind of uh, Egyptian teleportation or something for that as well. Oh, right. But at the very least, I think it's just to see if his footprints, if he's getting out of bed. That makes somewhat sense. But I mean, when you, when, you know, all these things, things are happening and then right when he's about to get really hurt, it just cuts and he wakes back up and you just see like dead guys flying around. <laughs> or right, no. when it's, it's like, whoa, I wanna, you know, hopefully they maybe focus on a little more of uh, Mark Spector and how he does those things later on. But um, it's just kind of fun, you know. I thought it was just a great, great editing sequence of the car chase stuff was was cool or whatever. He was in an ice cream truck or a cupcake truck or whatever the heck he was in. You know, and this is yet another case of a Marvel show feeling more like a movie. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it on the head. The, the editing in that ice cream truck chase was great, especially when the guy comes in with the gun and he tries to push it away and then he blacks out and he opens his eyes and the guy's dead. Yeah. In the back of the, and then he's yeah. got the gun. He's like, oh, well, yeah. yeah. He throws the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, all I said, yes, I also very much enjoyed the episode, but I am still kind of, you know, clutching my cards close to my chest just because I don't want him to fuck it up. <laughs> I don't think they will, but. No, no, know. it's Marvel. They've got a great track record. Yeah. But I, you know, you know the show. I mean, you know the character. So there's nothing for them to screw up for me. I'm just learning. I did find it funny that F. Murray Abraham is the uh, voice of Kanshu. Is that Kanshu? Is that how you say it? I, I could be wrong. I think it's Kanshu. Yes. Yeah. You know who F. Murray Abraham is? Uh, I do know he was in Star Trek Insurrection. Oh, was he? Yes, he was. Um, I You ever see the movie Amadeus? You know what? I haven't. I, oh, my I, God. It's a great movie. He plays Salieri. Salieri or something like that? Salieri. Salieri. Um. But that's I just I just like him. He's in a he's in a show on Apple Plus too, where it's a like a tech company. He's like a, a video game company, and he's like the writer for the video game. He plays a really cool character of this old school writer. 
I forget what the show's called, though. I have to catch up on it. Is that the one by the guys from It's Always Sunny? Maybe, yeah. It's a, it's a comedy show. It's like 30 minutes. Mythic episode. Quest or something? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Mythic Quest. Oh, <laughs> he's on I'll that. Check that out. He's, he's, he plays a video game writer? Like, well, a writer, as they grab this old guy who's a writer, like, and he's like, he just writes the prose for... Gotcha, it, gotcha. Like a Shakespearean, you know, kind of guy who's, you know, this old dude to, to write that lore. He wants to write the lore of each character in that show. But, um, he was also in, um, he was in that movie. Oh, it was like, uh, it, it wasn't the, uh, the Matt Damon movie. What was that one where he was super smart with math? What was that one? No, that would be Robin Williams. Oh, yeah, with Robin Williams. But no, no, no. <laughs> what was that? Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. But there was a Maybe he was Finding Forrester. That was a movie. It was basically oh. like that same story, but with writing. Oh. <laughs> and he plays a, a a literature professor in that. Anyhow. That's funny. F. Murray Abraham. Yes, I'm familiar with him. Oh, he was in Scarface. Duh. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But yes, all that to say, I didn't. I haven't seen Amadeus, so I didn't know him from that. But I, obviously, I, I just let it be known that I've seen him in several other films. <laughs> Well, it's, it's just funny when these names pop up um, on shows. Marvel doesn't skimp on talent. No, it's just a voice. Like they they could have gotten anybody, but that's who they wanted. Now, what do you think about Ethan Hawke as the? I like him. Antagonist. I like him. I loved it. I it was so. I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to see Ethan Hawke as anything other than the greasy. Gen Xer, you either live long enough, you either live long enough to become the villain, or you die the hero. So when you get oh, that's that's you know, as people get older and acting, they become villains after they were heroes, right? But I, you know, I can't help but think of them like you know, in Reality Bites, or in the yeah. uh, like Before Sunrise, those kind of movies. I mean, he, yeah. he was typecast for so long as just being the greasy Gen X young guy, right? He is our Gen, he is the guy. But I mean, now I mean, let's face it. I'm I'm almost fifty. You're fifty. He's he's in his fifties too. The original slacker. Exactly. So, I thought he felt he played a very convincing, and interesting, and also charismatic cult leader. Yeah. And what's with that tattoo that goes up? That's really cool. Like, was it the artifact that gives him the, uh, the power? Maybe that he keeps with him that he puts between the arms that rocks or whatever is it like some kind of egyptian artifact that's giving him powers but clearly it's giving him something because it's just judging that that goddess or whatever he's worshiping um is doing that oh right? uh, yeah the goddess uh amit i think it is yeah and well if you notice too even so amit was a goddess i think she had the uh head of a crocodile and the body of a leopard yep. and something of a hippo but so are you are you familiar with anything at all with the underworld as far as Egyptian? No, no, not really. The gist is, and I I know this only because I think I read uh, um, American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Yeah, Michelle loves that. Um, I never saw the show. I like the book though, but basically the way it works is, and they make reference to this um, when they pull the organs out from the mummies, they do leave the heart because Egyptian Egyptian. Uh, religious beliefs during that time was they could take the other organs out but you needed your heart because when you went to the underworld um they would take your heart and weigh it against uh this this feather that came off some magical being blah 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 but if the heart weighed more than the feather 
that meant that you lived a good and virtuous life and you get to go on into the afterworld. Hmm. If the feather weighed more, it meant that uh, you're not allowed, you were, you were kind of lost in oblivion or you were an unsettled soul. But if the heart, like I said, if the feather weighed more, then Amit would consume your whoever you were, eat the body or whatever. I feel like that was in another movie. Uh, there's been many references to all, you know, Greek, uh, not Greek, sorry, Egyptian, Egyptian mythology. Interesting. So, it's interesting because, you know, this is obviously, we've seen magic, all right, in the Marvel MCU. Yep. And we've seen it as basically the best. I, I as guardian gods, and we've seen it as. Right, exactly. Now, as far as the Asgardians, you find out it's not so much magic as they're super high tech and highly evolved. But. Doctor Strange. In Doctor Strange. I love the description of Doctor Strange, where it's basically the source code for reality. Right. That's just a brilliant way to describe it. Make magic and tell her then just saying, it's magic. It just happens, right? By being able to hack the source code of reality. So I'm wondering, I'm very curious how they're going to tie in Egyptian mythology into the MCU. Because I don't see them as being a highly technological race like the Asgardians are. So their technology is so advanced. It appears as magic, right? Right. Um, but there are already rumors that we're going to see Hercules in the next Thor movie, hmm. which is going to introduce the Greek gods. Right. So, and Marvel never does anything by mistake. So, including Moon Knight now and Khonshu and Amit and all these other and set basically the whole pantheon of Egyptian gods. What are they setting up? Right. And not to mention the stuff from Shang-Chi. Exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. Which Shang-Chi is interesting because, you know, that's from like what, uh, like a pocket universe, right? Yeah. For the, the, yes. For the dragons and whatnot. Right. Mystics, mystical. Right. But again, there, they explain it as to why it is that way. Right. How, you know, the laws of physics aren't the same there and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, we've seen the Asgardians, the Norse gods. We're probably going to see at least Hercules from the Greek, from Greek mythology. Now we're seeing hints of Egyptian mythology, and we've already seen some, you know, ancient Chinese mythology. So, Nothing happens for by accident at Marvel. So what are they setting up for the future? I don't know. Holy Wars? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. But again, and maybe it's just coincidence. But I don't believe Feige's into coincidence. No. And I apologize. You can probably hear that through my mic. Apparently a low-flying helicopter. Wow. Surveillance at your house. What would you guys do? Uh, <laughs> Sadly, it was probably Aeromed. <laughs> yeah. Not for us. But sorry for so, we, you know, we don't, this isn't like an origin story. Like, clearly this, something happened way earlier and he's had this in him for a while. Um, maybe they'll show how he got it, but as we get yeah, to the I, end and he's being chased by, uh, well, okay, first, before we get to the end, what's, we don't know what that scarab is or how he got it, right? We assume we stole it from the, the, 
the museum? I assume because, um, what's his face? Uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, Arthur Harrow. Yeah. I'm assuming he had it in his possession because even the scales, the tattoo on his uh, arm, it's got the scales and mm-hmm. it's got the two heads of Amun on it. Um, I have to believe he stole it from somewhere and um, well, Stephen was sent to Germany in the guise of either Moon Knight or uh, Mark to we, go retrieve it. So he thinks somebody's well, he's working for someone. Do I think who? Mark. Yeah, he's working for Kanchu. Well, yeah, but I mean, I guess Kanchu knows where it's at, I suppose, and wants that scarab for some reason. Well, so you don't know anything about Moon Knight's origin, right? No. Do you want me to say anything, or should we let the show? Let's wait. Let's see if the show shows it, and if he doesn't after the. Because I can, I could explain right now why I think he's working for Kanchu and why he must do that. Okay. Then but don't. I think the show will explain to us. All right. So I don't yeah. want to spoil that for you. Yeah, or anybody else that's listening. Or anyone else. Anyone anyone that's read Moon Knight in, in the last 20, 30 years, They'll they know. Probably, I think they already know the reason. I suspect I know the reason, but we'll hold off. Okay. So we can move to the end. He's being chased by, what do we call those things? Eh, I don't know its name, but it was definitely a jackal creature. A jackal. That's what I was thinking, a jackal. And he just finally, at some point, lets loose. They show a little bit of how... He turns into Moon Knight. You know, he just looks up at some of the bandages, whatever, the mummy-fied part of him. Uh, and then you just see him beating the shit out of that thing. <laughs> and then he just turns yeah. to the camera. He beat it to death. Yeah. I have to say, his costume has not traditionally um, included the wraps like a mummy. Oh, okay. That's new. I mean, I'm going to straight out tell you, when Moon Knight first showed up, he was literally... A Batman ripoff with multiple personalities. Right. So over the years, they've built upon his lore and tweaked some things. Like I said, his, his origin's been redone several times. So he literally just wore a white face face mask and a white and silver and black costume that looked like moonlight and all that, and had a hood. But pretty much, he was Batman. He had a he had a moon copter. He had he throws moon boomerangs and all that stuff. He's got throwing stars that are moons. Yada, yada, yada. He was basically Batman. So they have done some other takes on him. Uh, but showing him fully face-wrapped like a mummy, that's new. But I think it works. Okay. Well, if they, maybe some of that, you know, he was talking about mummies earlier. So maybe they'll they'll find, like, kind of shoes, um what do you call it? Not cask, but uh, tomb or or whatever. What do they, right. what do they call? It? What do they call the the thing they put them in? Sepulcher. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Maybe they'll find that, and maybe it'll mean something. I don't know. I don't know. Could be. I I like it. I think it look it works. It works with the costume. Makes sense. Hmm. But again, it, it's something new that we had not seen in the comic, so. Uh, as much as I know about, you know, Mark Spector and Moon Knight and all that from the comics, this is interesting for me because, like I said, they're taking bits and pieces and building on it and creating something new. A, a completely, not completely, but a different version of a character. You know, so 
I'm enjoying finding out as well. Okay. I, I do too. Um, I don't, I don't know what else I can say on the show other than it's going to, uh, you know, it was a tour de force and editing and pace was very good. And um, I, I was really drawn in by Oscar Isaac's performance. Like he's talking to statues. He's talking, we know he's not talking to anybody on the phone. Like there's no mom there. Like, I don't believe there's no mom or whoever he's calling. Um, oh, no. Somehow- oh, I a hundred percent believe mom is him. Oh, maybe it's him. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the whole fish thing, he was going out every day, returning the fish. Cause one had a bad, looking for a fin and, um, there's some nice little oddities. I, I thought it was a good, a good, uh, good acting. Good on him. Oh, yeah. like, it, it it feels like an actual, it feels like a cut up film, not a TV show for some reason. It's yeah, interesting. I, it's not like shining where special. It's not like a giant set. I mean, it was, I mean, there's a lot of location stuff. So it was cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, are we missing anything else on moon night that you want to get out before we uh, wrap this baby up? No pun intended. No, I think we've covered it. It's yeah, it's uh it was solid first episode. It wasn't great, but I don't know what great would have been. But I think uh that doesn't mean to dog it. I'm just I'll judge the series once it's all done. But it pulled right. me in. I was surprised. Like you said, the editing's fantastic. I call it a win. Cool. Well, if people want to tell us about their thoughts on Moon Knight, how can they do that? Well, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at KyberCast. Or you can find us on Facebook. We have both a page and a group at The KyberCast. And if you want to help us out, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash KyberCast. But the best way to help us out is to smash that subscribe button when you're on your favorite podcatcher. Hit that subscribe. Then you'll know when the new episode is posted because you'll get it sent right to you. Um, or tell a friend about our show. It's always helpful to get new people to listen. Um, maybe even, you know, leave a review on our show somewhere. Sometimes that helps out on Apple. Um, they can check all the podcast network stuff um, from Apple to Google to everywhere in between. Uh, you can always check out our website, too, at kybercast.com. All of our episodes are posted there and streamed. So you can check it out right from our website. Um, next week, Michael's on vacation so we may be off unless something goofy happens and I do some one-off 10-minute thing or something, but I doubt it. Uh, we'll see. Um, I think so, Michael, uh, have a great vacation. Take your time. Enjoy it. I plan uh, it. I'm not going to do anything nearly as geeky as you did. I will not be seeing the <laughs> you know, Maybe I can find, like, uh, a doctor who. I don't know. Check out yeah. what's happening in Atlanta. You can find everybody that's shooting. Well, they finished shooting Walking Dead. But everything's shot in Atlanta. So something's going on down there. So, okay, cool. Until next time, um, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.